Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo celebrities here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bravo Papers, Bravo Weekly News. Oh, sorry. I have like a blazer jacket, like brushing against me. I know that sounds really random, but I'm in a closet. That's where I always am <laughs> when I record this. Um, I'm in a closet because... I have this little kind of mini walk-in closet in my house and it's, you know, it's, I mean, like, it's fine. It's a fine size. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's not like one of those like big fancy walk-in closets. It's quite small. So it's actually pretty good for a podcast studio because the sound is good. Um, so I've kind of made it into uh, like a podcast studio. I have a little desk in here just like a little mini folding desk. And then I keep some of my clothes in here, like kind of some of the stuff that I could keep in my other closet, but if I did, it would be a little bit packed. Not that I have like a ton of clothes. I have a normal amount, I think. Um, but I put like kind of like my blazers <laughs> and stuff like that in here. And when I have them like right close to me, sort of like, you know, cause the hangers are like above the desk. So when I put them like right around there, the sound is even better. Now you may be thinking, Bravo and Botox, why don't you get some of those like soundproofing panel things and put those up? I could do that. I just don't wanna spend the money right now. <laughs> not that they're expensive because they're really not. I was on Amazon and I'm like, okay, I could get this for like 30 bucks. I could get some, but listen, I'm trying to save money. Um, you know, my husband's in school, I'm like paying his tuition, it's, it's a lot, okay? So I'm trying to like be, not buy anything that I don't really quote unquote need right now until he's done. This is his last year, thank God. Oh, thank you Jesus for that, okay. Huh. Anyways, so the other thing I was thinking is that I would get some Bravo, you know, art and such that I could hang in here like above the desk and stuff after I put up some sound stuff um, and you know what I'm going to do I'm going to take the DMs that Bryn sent me and I'm going to print them out and I'm going to frame it because it's hilarious <laughs> I think it would be so funny um, you know I think I don't know if she thinks I would look at that and cry at night but I <laughs> I find it so amusing. So I'm actually kicking myself too, because, and if you listen to last week's uh, Bravo Weekly News episode, I talked about how Catherine had also from Southern Charm DM'd me. I wish I hadn't deleted it. Oh, I'm like kicking myself because it was even better. Like it was like so long and, and she was, I mean, hers was a little bit sadder because it was a little bit like all over the place. I don't like I didn't even want to post it. I didn't even want to 
you know, make a thing of it and like put it in my stories or tell people because it was like, I don't know. I think she's like unwell, to be honest. Um, so that's why I never, you know, shared it or anything like that. But, you know, I was like, oh, okay. But it would be nice to have it like just for myself, you know, it's like a Bravo memory. <laughs> it's like a milestone, isn't it? Getting yelled at by the housewives in your DMs. I feel like that's a milestone. A little bit. Something. I don't know. What other milestones are there in this content creator business, I guess? Besides, like, you know, increasing your listenership and the stuff like that, I guess that would be making money off your what you're doing. That would be, yeah. Okay, so there's milestones. Fine. Um, all right. So, sorry about the preamble. I just, you know, like to talk a little bit with you guys. This is like therapy for me sometimes. It's like I get out all my thoughts and opinions about Bravo, get them all off my chest. And then I also get to uh, talk a little bit about any random Bravo musings that I might have. So it is Monday, September 15th. Did I just say September 15th? That isn't even close. I'm so sorry. It is Monday, September 18th. And let's get right into the Bravo news this week. Um, okay, so actually, sorry, I just said we get right into it, but I have to say one thing. I'm sorry that I didn't release the um, Richard Sisters one last week, okay? So I know if you listened to the news one last week, which I know a lot of people did. By the way, thank you everyone for tuning in to the week, the Newsweek episode last week where I talked about Brynn and all that. I got so many downloads, so much feedback, you know, people saying they liked it, all that. So thank you so much. That was, that was great. Uh, I had fun recording that one, it, you know, despite what it might have sounded like. But as you could tell, I was sick. I'm obviously feeling better now. My voice is back to normal, as you can hear. But one thing to keep in mind is, you know, I was going to record the Richard Sisters one last week because my voice had gotten better enough. As you heard, like, it wasn't great, but I could still record. But I was on the upswing, right? But then the Bryn thing happened, and I had to talk about that. That was one of those things that was like, if I waited a week or two, no one would give a shit anymore, right? So it's like strike while the iron is hot and it was on everyone's mind. People were talking about it. So I was like, hey, I got to talk about this now. So that was something that I was just like, I got to address it. It's going to be longer. And I just wasn't feeling, you know, well enough to then also record for an additional like hour and a half. I just didn't have it in me. So I apologize. So my plan is to finish this Bravo News one and then record the Richards one now that I'm feeling better. Okay, so let me give you some updates. Let's start with a little Bryn update because <laughs> there actually are some updates. So first of all, um, you know, this whole thing to me kind of speaks to an issue that I think the new uh, Roni is having in general, which is that they're the new Roni ladies, specifically Bryn and um, Aaron, are a little too involved with social media. I mentioned this on uh, on my last episode, but 
they need to kind of, I don't know, they need to disconnect in some way. And just like the housewife's role should be posting your glamorous life and that's it. And the and promoting the show. But like when you're kind of getting involved in this stuff, it's too much. Like when you start getting involved with like overly involved with content creators and stuff like that, it's like it's it's just weird and it just never never goes well. Which is why like if you listen to Watch What Crappens, uh, which is one of my favorite recap Bravo podcasts, they I guess they were trolling Aaron a lot in their recaps, like just making fun of her like they do with all of the housewives. And she made a comment and they were like, stop listening. Like, this isn't, this show is not for you. <laughs> it's not for you. And I get it. I get like, if you're new to reality TV, all these people are talking about you, like it's so hard to resist the temptation, but you gotta. Um. So also shout out to Watch What Crappens. I, uh, I listened to that podcast. Uh, they are hilarious. And I was listening to the Roni episode where they, they, their latest one, where they did talk about the, the, the brin of it all. And, uh, and it was really funny. And I mean, they kind of said sort of the same thing as me, which is that like, you're going to get, first of all, you're going to get a lot worse, but besides the point, um, also, you're you're kind of leaving all these breadcrumbs by making jokes about Saudi princes and etc. And then you're mad when other people are following the breadcrumbs and leaning in on the joke, which, again, I stand by that. Um, and also shout out to She Speaks Bravo and uh, Kendrick, who was on uh, Emily's podcast, She Speaks Bravo, because they also, you know, shout out to both of them. Kendrick is at Reality Comics too. Um, and he has a great podcast as well that I love. And they were talking about it too and just being really supportive. So, you know, we do have a community like the Bravo content creators. And I would say that for the most part, everyone is, you know, everyone's cool. Everyone supports each other. But, you know, sometimes there are some, and I would not say the majority, but there are some who are kind of more... I don't know, who care more about like the clout that they're going to get from like being friendly with a Bravo liberty or whatever, or, or they get kind of like starstruck almost and maybe kind of let that, you know, their the thirst for likes and et cetera, you know, override the community, which it does suck because at the end of the day, stuff like this could happen to any of us. It could happen to any Bravo content creator at any moment. Because what I learned from the Catherine one is you may post something that you think no one would have a problem with, which is exactly what happened. I was shocked when Catherine messaged me. And you might think that you're not going to bother one of them or what, and, and you might, you just, you don't know. You really don't know. So that's it. Right. So that's why it's good to like to back up your community. And I just want to thank all the people who did because it was just so touching. And you were all the best. And I love the community that we have. Um, another thing. Apparently, I was this 
whole thing was talked about on Tamara's and uh, Tamara and Teddy's podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. I didn't listen to it. I just had a follower who let me know. Um, I haven't actually listened. I'm going to assume that because they're like housewives or whatever, that they'll probably be more on Bryn's side, which that's fine. I really don't care. I didn't even care enough to listen. So <laughs> I think they just said Bravo. The follower told me they just said Bravo content creator, which whatever, that's fine. I don't care. Um, but yes, I did. I I am aware that they talked about it. Um, and it was weird. It was weird, like being the, the topic of a Bravo news item. Definitely a weird moment. Um, so other New York news, which it's not the most pressing news, but since we're already on the New York topic, I'm just going to go with it. Um, the the seating chart was released for the reunion. And shout out to my girl, Jessel, because <laughs> she got first seat. Everyone, you know, if you know me on Instagram, you know I'm a Jessel fan. I'm a Jessel fan because she's hilarious. That's really like, I usually choose my favorite housewives based on kind of the way that they approach the show. If they go into the show with the intention of just being themselves, being authentic, that's what I look for. Even if they say things that are not always great or they don't always come off well or whatever, I, I'll still like them because at the end of the day, none of these women are going to be perfect um, and they're all going to make mistakes. So, yeah, was Jessel like a baby about the lingerie gift? Absolutely. Should she have stomped around and like whined about it? No, but I don't think she did it from like a malicious place, like nor do I think she did it to inauthentically cause a scene to get camera time. I actually think that's just she was just herself in that moment which we've all had our moments where we've had like a little like you know temper tantrum about something and then we feel embarrassed later whatever and uh and we realize oh shit I didn't handle that situation well so that's why I like Jessel I think she's funny in that way I think she's just like herself and that's why people have resonated with her because she's definitely got a big fan base now I mean like she's like you know and her fans are like calling themselves the tank tops which isn't the best uh can we think of something better because i love her and i want i'll i'll join in with the name but <laughs> um so jessel my girl got first seat along with aaron which makes complete sense i think because aaron was kind of the um i don't know aaron was kind of like the villain of the season i guess she's kind of a boring villain though that's my only issue I don't know. I'm not, I'm not feeling Aaron, but still, it makes sense to me. I I did initially have the thought that Jenna Lyons would have the first seat only because she's Jenna Lyons, though. But if she wasn't Jenna Lyons and she was just like the same personality, all the same stuff happened on the show, but she wasn't like a already known name, we wouldn't think she should deserve first seat. Like if you just think about the drama of the season. So to me, Aaron makes sense. She was involved in everything and she doesn't like Jessel. I don't think she gets Jessel as well. So I think that gets under her skin. So I think the two of them next to Andy makes complete sense. Um, and Uba and Sai got the last seats. 
the furthest. Now, Sai duh got the last seat because like Sai gave nothing this season. I'm sorry. Like she, the one thing that Sai gave, which is really valuable that I am going to speak about, is talking about her mother's alcoholism. And I know you're like, oh God, oh, they all talked about their traumas. It was so much. We all felt that way. I did roundups making fun of it, whatever. However, there's one aspect of it that I think is really important um, that I want to point out, which is that she emphasized and what she wanted everyone to know is that her mother was not a bad person, even though she was an alcoholic. If you are an addict or especially if you love someone who's an addict, you know how much that statement means to hear, to have someone say that. Because often, you know, a lot of times addiction is just handled so poorly or the way it's spoken about on these shows is handled so poorly. Like, look at like, you know, the way Sheena handled her husband's addiction on Vanderpump Rules. Like just everything was done wrong. Um, and, and I'm not even blaming Sheena because like, most people, they just don't know unless, until or unless they've had to deal with it firsthand, right? So Sai saying that, like, I think that meant so much to people um, for her to say it and emphasize it. And anyone who has loved an addict understands why Sai emphasized that. So I'm going to get, I want to give Sai her flowers for that. Um, Uba obviously makes sense that she was on the outside because she was sick. I really think if Uba wasn't sick and didn't miss all those episodes or those events, I actually think she might have had a chance to have a better spot. And I think she'll be back next season. I don't think there's any risk that like Uba's going to get kicked off the show. I just think that Uba just had shit luck, which that could happen to anyone. So, I mean, someone's got to sit on the end. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean... You know, Candy has sat on the end and she's been on RHOA for years. Phaedra was on the end at one point and moved her, you know, and then had other seasons where she was right next to Andy. So it just depends. It's like, I'm not one of those people who's like, the seating chart doesn't mean anything. It does. It obviously does. Andy knows it does. He posted a picture of his daughter sitting in the first seat right next to him on Watch What Happens Live set. And somebody commented like, oh, first seat, of course. And Andy was like, of course. Like, of course, the, the seats mean something. They do. Anyone who says they doesn't, they they don't, is just probably someone who's in the last seat and isn't happy about it is the person who will say the seat doesn't matter. So speaking of that, Bryn is in the middle. <laughs> I Guys, honestly, I know you don't know me personally, but I sometimes I can be just like a little petty just a little. And like, I'm not going to lie. It just, I it was a little, it gave me a little bit of happiness. Okay. Not a lot, just like a little. <laughs> Cause I was like, ah, little Bryn got the middle seat <laughs> because you know, she wanted and thought she would be that first seat. Like she's like the racehorse that came out the gate so hot that everybody thought that had like the most odds of winning that everyone thought was going to be like first place in the race. But then halfway through the race got like an injury and and slowed down a little bit and then ended up being like third or fourth or something, right? So Bryn being in the middle, it, it makes sense from a show standpoint. I don't think she deserves first seat. And I'm not saying that because of her sending me those messages. I'm saying it because really from a drama standpoint, Aaron and Jessel 
I mean, the whole season, the girls are trying to figure out Jessel, and Jessel's like the center of a lot. Um, and if it wasn't Jessel, it was Aaron. So they really are, it just makes the most sense. Um, and you know, like, like Bryn did have a strong start, um, but she did kind of slow down and then she became a little like, like a little meh, like on the trip and stuff, you know, with the like, you give us gifts instead of sharing. Like it started to just get like a little cheese. So yeah, I can see it. Now she says on her Instagram stories, and this is another support for my point about these housewives need to just like shut up on Instagram and stop acting like fans because you know we want our housewives to be housewives so this is okay obviously I'm blocked but a follower sent this to me um so Bryn on her story posted the seating chart which cool you totally should share it promote the reunion um and then wrote I'm loving it with a hamburger middling with Jenna Lyons and then with like two hands like shaking as though it's like I guess her and Jenna shaking hands which I mean that's not that big of a deal that post um but just like just the fact that she added in the like middling with Jenna Lyons the fact that she's even acknowledging her seating placement on social media when it's not the best one like you either get the best one and then you kind of humble brag it which is sort of funny like yeah that's right you know or if you're not in the first seat I would say you just don't say anything you just say like tune in for the reunion guys right um because like you know she's obviously not happy about being in the middle and if she posted nothing no one would talk about it but since she did post it post something tons of people um, you know, and I'm getting DMs about this are like, well, clearly she does care, um, because she mentioned it. And if I'm thinking it and those people are thinking it, then other people must be thinking it. Right. So anyways, so it's like just, you know, less is more, I think, with the social media. Um, and man, this week's episode was like, oh God, it was annoying. Like, they're just the trauma talk constantly, the hypocrisy, everyone just like, well, and by everyone, I mean mostly Aaron and Bryn trying to force everyone to trauma dump. And it's just coming off like so inauthentic. I don't know. It might be time to just wrap this season up anyways, because it's, it's, unless like, I mean, there is that preview for next week with Uba um, taking Aaron's glasses and whatnot. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> so we will see. All right, let's go on to Bethany and TJ Maxx. Uh, I wanted to stop talking about Bethany, but this story I want to talk about because this is just like Bethany looking like a complete idiot and we love that. So um, basically what happened is if you didn't see this, and you can watch the video on my Instagram stories. It's up. Um, but if not, if by the time you hear this, it's gone. Actually, it will be gone. You can go to at love. Wait, hang on. I have to make sure I have the account right. Okay. At love.andyc on Instagram. I think she has it on her feed. 
She definitely posted it on Twitter. Um, I can't find it on the feed. Let's see if it's in the reels. All right, it's definitely on Twitter. It's probably floating around other places. Just Google it, like Bethany TJ Maxx, you'll find it. Um, so basically what happened was a TikToker named um, Yvonne Cruz 2525 reposted Bethany's TikTok video and, you know, kind of made some commentary on it, which was like chef's kiss to that TikToker. And basically watches Bethany do this TikTok video and makes fun of it. And then it got picked up by Bravo accounts and so on. And now everyone's uh, dragging her for it. So she goes to TJ Maxx, I guess. This is the one, you know, that she goes to on the regular. And she walks into the store and she's filming herself. And she's like filming herself, like picking up items and making comments on the price. Like she's just whatever. Um, And she's like, look, I brought like a bag of gifts for, you know, this, like for my friend who works here, who is like a friend of mine who always compliments my purchases. And she shows this like shopping bag that she had that's full of basically cosmetics, a ton of cosmetics. And Bethany explained, like, I think Bethany probably bought all these to do those TikTok videos, you know, where she tests them and then like has commentary and thinks anyone gives a shit. I think that's what it is. So then she is like, yeah, I'm going to give it all to them, you know, because like this is like like these are like brand new, like brand new makeup that's, you know, like uh, they've been like tested. They've been like used once. They're brand new. So they're not brand new, Bethany. They've been opened and you've used them. Whether you've used it to just test it out and just use a little bit or not, they're used. It's used makeup. Just call it what it is. Like, but she doesn't want to call it what it is directly because it doesn't sound great. I'm giving used makeup to a TJ Maxx employee. So then she's like, my friend here that works here, she always gives me these compliments. Always gives me these compliments about my, you know, my my purchases and how much she loves, you know, when Brent and I come, how much she loves what we buy. You know, and she's being all like crazy Bethany. And so she goes up to the woman at the cashier. And she's like, hi, hi, come here. You know, and the woman's like, hi, like, you tell the woman recognizes her. Of course, she's probably a regular. And and (laughs) this is the funniest part. She's like, my friend here. And she's like, sorry, what's your name? (laughs) I thought she was your friend, Bethany. Um, So the, the woman tells her name. And then she's like, okay, so I listen, I put all this stuff, I organized it into bags for you. She's like, this is good stuff. And then, you know, Bethany puts the camera down so that you see all the stuff in the bag. And she's like, with her hand, she's like kind of moving it all around and showing it to the camera. Not not to the TJ Maxx employee, by the way, to the camera. Because uh, she thought that she was going to get high praise for this, obviously. And she's like, oh, yeah, take a look at this. And she's like, this is good stuff. It's barely used. It's really expensive. Blah, blah, blah. Luxury, high-end, whatever she says. Anyways, so the implication is, you know, you can't afford this. <laughs> and you wouldn't buy it on your own. Um, and then the woman's like, oh. And the woman's face is probably the funniest part of the video. Sorry, if you heard my chair creak, I it's the chair. Um, I said that last time, but just in case for there's new people. Um, the woman's face is like shock. Shock and kind of like almost like embarrassed. 
Because, like, Bethany's also got this camera in her face as well. Without asking any permission about, I'm filming this, I'm going to post it on TikTok. So the woman's like, I can't accept gifts. It's like a company policy. We can't accept gifts from, um, from customers. Which, if Bethany was in any way, shape, or form in touch with reality, she would know that. Like, the types of companies that don't take tips, okay, it's the same thing. They don't take tips. You don't give them 10 bucks after you buy your items. That's, that's not what those companies do. And they probably have that policy for a reason, right? Because it's not like, you know, servers at a restaurant or a tips, tipping, sorry, your, um, you know, your cab driver or something. It's not the same, right? So she, this woman's like, no, I'll get in trouble, basically, right? And she's definitely going to get caught. And you could tell she knows because Bethany is filming her. So the woman says like, no, and, and then and Bethany gets all annoyed. She's like, <sighs> she's like, don't worry, don't worry. Like not annoyed with the woman, but annoyed with TJ Maxx's policy, I guess. And is like, don't worry, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, what's it called? I'm going to, I'm going to Instagram them. So like, I'm going to at them publicly on my, on my Twitter, or I'm going to tweet them and I'm going to, you know, they're going to make an exception, which again, here comes Bethany's ego as usual of I'm so rich and powerful and I'm such a big deal that this, you know, big corporation is going to listen to me and do what I say and make an exception, which update they're not. So somebody sent this video to Carol Radziwell. And I guess quite a few people did. And Carol was like, said something about like, oh God, people keep sending me this. And basically, you know, Carol had to throw in a like, I'm not getting paid to comment on stuff like this anymore. Like, just shut up, Carol. Like, no one's getting paid to comment on social media unless they're like an influencer or something. Like, if you want to comment, you can comment. If you don't, then don't. Ignore the video. Anyways, sorry, I sound like I'm really like heated up about Carol Radzewell. Listen, I cannot stand Bethany, but I also am not a Carol fan either. I think she's also problematic in her own ways. Um, but Carol responded with a, like, basically hashtag white savior complex, which she's not wrong. Uh, I think Bethany does have that. And update, Bethany was forced to pick up the used makeup by TJ Maxx, allegedly, according to a headline, um, because apparently it's because they reiterated it's against their policy to accept gifts from customers. Like, duh. And she's going on about how, like, this woman always compliments my purchases. They all do that. That's what they do. Like, when I go to HomeSense, they, like, for my Canadian people, like, HomeSense is, like, home goods. I don't know if you guys have, if the Americans have HomeSense or if they have it under a different name or not. But when I go to HomeSense, they always say stuff like that, too. They're like, oh, this is so cute. Look at this. Like, of course, that's, like, part of their job. Right. Also, like I was a cashier back when I was like in high school or when I was younger. And I remember when sometimes people come through and I would say that kind of stuff just because you're somewhat it's it can be a repetitive job 
You're kind of looking for entertainment in some ways. I can't be sitting there like on my phone or reading a magazine or something. I mean, I didn't have a phone. There was no smartphone at that time. But anyways, but still, it's like, of course, I'm going to make comments if somebody brings up cute stuff. It doesn't mean that I want them to give it all to me. (laughs) It's like, oh, God. Okay. Let's talk about Lindsay and Carl updates. So um, Carl leaked the wedding statement, or sorry, I guess that shows my opinion on it. Um, The wedding statement was leaked from their wedding website. Okay. And I think Carl leaked it, to be honest. I think, or him and his PR, whoever leaked it. He, he thought, he did a good thing with this statement and my God, is he wrong? So let me read it. Words cannot possibly express how difficult the last two weeks have been for Lindsay and I. We are so incredibly sorry to all our guests for the confusion and lack of communication. We were left trying to figure out how this all exactly happened before we could even have the opportunity to determine the path forward amongst ourselves. There have been a lot of false narratives and misunderstandings that have made this all the more painful, but sadly at this time, we are not moving forward with the wedding. The fact of the matter is Lindsay is devastated and I'm crushed with how all this transpired. Okay, Um, okay, I'll get back to that. Um, I graciously ask for some patience and grace to heal and recover while we navigate this extremely difficult time. Um, and then he acknowledges that our guest, their guest commitment of money and time was already a lot. And then he says, I don't take this lightly. We are super grateful for the love and support you have shown us and we'll do what I can to help with any costs associated with changing plans, which I mean, that's a slippery slope to offer that. But anyways, okay, so many thoughts about this statement. First of all, the fact that he uh, allegedly, from what I'm hearing, he put it out without Lindsay's knowledge. So first of all, that's wrong. Clearly, she had no part in writing this. To me, that's a fact just by reading it. <laughs> Obviously, it was leaked. And like, I really think Carl leaked it because this is his way of addressing the breakup publicly. And, you know, he thought this is good for him because of, you know, the fact that it says like there have been false narratives and stuff like that. Right. And then, so Sierra made a comment on like a news post about it kind of being like, you know, it's really fucking weird that this was posted like from their wedding website. And a lot of people were speculating that she would, you know, when I first saw it, I thought she was saying just that it was weird that it was in the press, which like, I was like, it's not really weird that it's in the press because they're, like a public couple or whatever. But then people were like, no, no, no. I think she's saying it's weird that a guest would like send that in. And then a lot of other people messaged me and were like, she's accusing Carl. And I was like, oh, um, now I see it. I think that is what she was saying. So like, not that I think that Sierra is like team Lindsay, but I also think she's not team Carl. And I do think, like, she has in the past said, like, that she thought Carl was an asshole. So, yeah, that kind of tracks to me. So, for, so that's, you know, issue number one with this. Um, then he says that 
you know, they're sorry for the confusion, lack of communication. Fine. Then he says they're trying to, we were left trying to figure out how all this, how this all exactly happened. Like, what? How do you, how you broke up with her and you planned it because it was on camera. So what do you need? Like, what are you trying to figure out? Uh, anyways, so that was my first issue with his statement. Then he says there's been a lot of false narratives. Whenever you hear that statement, whenever somebody is immediately going, like, when it, look, his focus for this statement should not be, um, you know, should not be implying that he's upset about rumors and false narratives on social media. It should be about telling his guests that the wedding is off and reassuring family and friends that they're okay even though it's a hard time and that they're sorry because they've inconvenienced everyone. That's all it should be. So the fact that there's anything about false narratives and misunderstandings and how painful that's been, well, he says for them, but really it's for him. Like that just shows that this is a complete PR move. Like he's shown his hand here, right? Cause he's saying the misunderstandings that have made this all the more painful, like, yeah, maybe more painful for you because you're coming out looking like the bad guy and people didn't like the fact that you did it on camera. And this was supposed to be a private message on your wedding website. So why'd you have to put out false narratives that these are your like family and closest friends? Like it just, I don't know. I don't like that at all. Um, and clearly the narratives were, looks like they were right because he says Lindsay is devastated and he's the one putting this out. So it's obvious that he's the one who initiated this. <laughs> right? So, so far, the really the only narratives we've heard, like, yeah, there's been the cheating ones and stuff like that. But the only ones that are like confirmed are he did it on camera and it was Carl who ended it. So that's it, Carl. Like, you're not going to come out the hero. Again, like I always say, take the loss. People will probably, you know, it will might take some years, but... People will move on to something else eventually. Anyways, Lindsay is devastated and I'm crushed. So he's not devastated, by the way, guys. He's crushed, but not devastated. Devastated is a much stronger word. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's it. So I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of how this is going down, to say the least. Um, so I told you about how Sierra commented. Now, Lindsay has responded and she finally made a statement okay now Lindsay's statement is unlike carl's a lot more i don't know it's just a lot more like reads a lot more authentic okay in my opinion you don't have to agree but you know that's what i think so i'm gonna read Lindsay's statement and it made me sad, like, to be honest, when I first read it. So Lindsay says, I would, and she turned her comments off. She says, I would like to start by saying thank you for allowing me the space and time to process my emotions, heal and grieve the loss of not only my relationship, but my friendship with someone I considered my best friend for eight years. And yeah, that's what's really tough about this is she's not just losing like a mate, right? She's losing really her best friend because how are you going to be friends after this like you just you can't um the last two weeks have been the most heartbreaking and emotional weeks of my life 
My entire life and future was ripped out from underneath me and I've had a hard time making sense of it all with no answers or closure on why. I have a feeling that we're going to see them having a dysfunctional relationship over the summer. We're going to see that. And I think it's going to come from both sides. Um, not that that excuses anything that Carl did. I think we're going to see them fighting or arguing whatever on this next season. Um, I also think, though, that when he does break up with her, he's going to give kind of vague reasons like, you know, we weren't getting along. I just don't think it's the right fit. Like, I think it's going to be stuff like that. And I think Lindsay is going to want a more concrete answer, which sometimes there isn't a concrete answer when it comes to a breakup. Sometimes somebody just doesn't feel it anymore. Um, And often when people just don't feel it anymore, they're afraid to say that. So maybe that's it. So maybe that's why Lindsay's saying like, there's no concrete answer, like no answers or closure. Like maybe she's which I could see how she still feels confused even if the other person feels like the breakup was warranted or completely makes sense. So, you know, I could see that Carl maybe doesn't give it to her as straight as he should have. But again, that's just me making assumptions. Or, you know, maybe all the cheating and stuff rumors are true and that's the real reason and he's obviously not going to say that. So I feel humiliated by how it went down. Makes sense? Um, And simultaneously heartbroken that it happened in the first place. My trust has been betrayed and coming to terms with that has been difficult for me. This was not my decision. Oof. Okay. Just in case we needed clarification. And I do not agree with quitting a relationship at this level without trying everything possible first. 100%. If I was engaged and this was, like, the love of my life, like, of course, of course, I'm going to try everything. However, I'm going to try everything. Couples therapy did it before, you know, you break it off. However, if this was, if I got engaged and then realized that I didn't really have those feelings that I thought I had or that, you know, I got caught up in the moment, or that I, you know, thought I was in love and maybe I'm not, then I'm not going to try everything. Because I know, like, I just don't feel that way. And that's what I think Carl's side is, unfortunately. So anyways, I have spent the last couple of weeks finding my closure and peace. I am forever grateful to my best friends who have not left my side and have been picking up the pieces of my heart and life every day from the fallout. I am still grieving and trying to process all that has happened, but I felt it was important to update you all from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for the love and support from my friends, family, castmates, and all of you for carrying me through. Oh. And then she wrote it in her captions. I mean, listen, no matter how you feel about Lindsay, like being, having your engagement broken off on camera is like, there's just no way to not be crushed by that. And, you know, I hear people out there like, oh, this was all planned out and it's all a conspiracy. You know, those people. I can't deal with those people. Like the people who watch reality TV and like it and are into it. But then anytime anything happens, their way of like sort of discussing it is it's all fake. It's like, okay, so get out. Get the fuck out of here. 
if you think it's all fake, then run along. Like, <laughs> like, like, why are you here? It's like people who like come to my page and they don't laugh at the jokes. Like, if you don't like jokes and you don't get jokes, then move along. This is not for you. Okay. Um, and trust me, Lindsay would not humiliate herself and make herself like the butt of this just for ratings. She would not do that. Trust me. Okay. Lindsay, Lindsay just wouldn't. I just, she just wouldn't. Okay. Um, people are like, oh, it's because they were demoted to friends of and they wanted to get, uh, you know, a main character or whatever. Da, da, da. No, I really don't think that was it. Okay. Really? Like, people need to stop with that. All right. This is Bravo Papers, Bravo Weekly News, Monday, September 18th. Let's talk about Winterhouse. Um, so, the cast of Winterhouse has been released, and I'm very excited. I watched the preview. If you haven't watched it, you should go watch it and then pause this, go watch it, and then come back um, so you know what I'm talking about. The cast is so like just so random <laughs> okay um but i'll i'm gonna give tell you who the cast is so kyle and amanda which duh um tom schwartz from vanderpump rules obviously uh danielle from summer house is on jordan emmanuel from summer house martha's vineyard which if you have not watched summer house martha's vineyard what are you doing it's amazing go watch it Brian Benny from Family Karma, also an amazing show. Love Brian. He's hilarious. Um, Corey Kiefer from Summer House. Well, okay. Um, Malia White from Below Deck Med, who, like, I'm not a fan of, but based on something I saw in the preview, I might take her side just in this situation. Uh, Katie, is it Flood? Yeah, Katie Flood from Below Deck Med. Um, Alex Propson, Below Deck Sailing Yacht, Jason Cameron, Winter House, and Casey Craig, some girl who is, I guess, new to reality TV. So we will see. So the cast is so random. I don't know if there's going to be like other cameos, but I know Captain Sandy is making a cameo, which who asked for that? Like, when I saw her in the preview, I was like, seriously? Seriously? Like, oh God, I, I'm really not a Captain Sandy fan. I just, ever since that whole thing where she got, um, what's her name, fired for, like, you know, having weed on the boat or whatever, I've just, yeah, like, I'm good. Anyways, Corey is there. He's trash as usual. Um, you know, you can watch it and see that he's, like, Basically, it looks like, from what I can see in the trailer, Corey is trying to hook up with Malia from uh, Below Deck, and he's, like, majorly downplaying his relationship with Sam. So I think at this point when they filmed, like, I don't know how far along they were into the relationship, but he's, like, basically selling the narrative of, you know, we're not exclusive, we're not serious, whatever. Um, and then... Sam joins and you see in the trailer her like freaking out on Malia when Malia's trying to be like, well, your boyfriend is saying this, right? When I don't know, I wasn't a fan of that. Like, I like I don't know if like Sam's not 
able to see straight when it comes to Corey. You know, maybe she's got like love goggles on, I guess, but which fine, a lot of us do that. But like, why are you going after the girl when she thought your man was single because of him? So hopefully she's going to watch this back and see it. Now, that's what it looks like. I could be completely off and maybe once we watch it and I get all the context, I'll change my mind. But for now, one thing I know for sure is that Corey sucks. Um, the other thing I saw in the preview that I didn't like was Danielle yelling at Brian Benny from Family Karma. Um, how dare you yell at Brian? And whatever his mom t-shirt his mom got him, don't touch it or whatever it was. Okay, that's precious. Love Brian Benny. No one come after him. Okay. All right, let's talk about so- uh, Sandoval. I was going to say, <laughs> let's talk about Tom Sandoval and Raquel. Um, there are some updates on that. So, you know, Raquel is like trying to do this whole image recovery thing after that disastrous Bethany interview. She's like posting like stories with like, oh, she's at like a flower in like a flower field and she's at like the botanical gardens and there's like classical, relaxing, peaceful music in the background. And then there's like mountains and she's bike riding and blah, 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 which fine. If that's what she's legit doing, do it. Great. Um, But it's just like the way she's like presenting it on social media with like the music and then like I dreamed of a place like this and like stuff like that is like her caption. And then, and everyone's like, oh my God, she's so unbothered. She's at peace. She's this like, no, she's bothered. That's why she's doing the stories. Okay. She's trying to make it out. Like she's over all of this and she doesn't need that stupid show that she like rejected and then now regrets rejecting because like that was a really good paycheck and yeah (laughs) so and here's how I know she's bothered because then Sandoval wishes her a happy birthday and she blocks him which totally cool she should block him that's what I would have done too but she first of all she should have already had him blocked but anyways so she blocks him but then she takes a screenshot of the fact that she blocked him and puts it on her stories so Okay, so is she moved on or not? Her putting that in her stories is her trying to get more attention. I'm sorry, but it is. Okay, I'm not saying that it's not possible for her to move on for all this, from all this, and you know, to be. And I and I'm happy that she's, and I hope she's trying to find peace and all that kind of stuff. But you know, to think like that in two weeks she's turned over a new leaf and she completely doesn't care about any of this while she's also posting a story to brag how she blocked him. She's trying to create a new narrative, okay? She's still trying to change the narrative. The new narrative is that she's unbothered. She's above the show and all this. Um, She's at peace. And again, Tom is the bad guy and she was the victim, even though her and Tom were both the bad guys together, okay? They were like a pair of bad guys. And that's the real narrative. again block him but why do you have to put it on your story you're just drawing more attention to it which i thought you were trying to be at peace and frolic in the daisies i don't anyways i'm not falling for it this woman and tom they have both shown us who they are a gajillion times and people still want to make excuses for her mostly i don't know like again i guess pretty girl syndrome she gets a lot of privileges she gets a lot of chances 
that a lot of other women would not get. Um, so Tom was asked about the blocking in an interview. He says, well, you know, I think it's a little thirsty and immature. Okay, like he's not wrong, but he has no right to say it. <laughs> so like, listen, I'm not on Raquel's side, but I'm not on his side either. But like, he is no one to be calling someone else thirsty or immature. Like, seriously. But then he's like, oh, but I wish her the best, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't wish her the best. Let's just be honest. Um, and then there was another quote from Tom about Raquel and how she's like struggling to take accountability. So let me read it. I just kind of feel bad for her in a way. I don't understand. Like, I think she's really struggling with taking accountability for actions and just wants to point fingers and be mad at everyone else. There were two of us in the situation. We both screwed up. Like, thanks, Captain Obvious. But also, is this is this real? Like, is Sandoval actually accusing someone else of not taking accountability and deflecting? He is like, he's literally, he's the master of deflecting. He's deflecting in this quote. Because <laughs> he's, he's like, um, can everyone look at her again and not me for a sec? <laughs> like, he's... He's too much. Like that guy, oh my god, his like his self aware like his he has no self-awareness. Like Raquel has her flaws, but she's more self-aware than Sandoval, for sure. If there's one thing I'm gonna give her over him, it's that <laughs> she's a little bit more self-aware. Anyways, he also said in this interview that he's doing a lot better. I mean, none of us were worried, Tom, just so you know. Um, that he went through some dark times. But the new season is going to be very different from others. It was hard. He felt isolated. We love that. Um, he's not used to being on the outskirts of the friend group. It was tough for the castmates to because they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, you know, because he's like, even if they say hi to me, they get lit up on social media. Well, yeah, that's that's the game. If you want that big paycheck, which we know Raquel's, which was one of the lower paychecks with 361000 So I'm going to assume he's getting upwards, you know, uh, probably above half a mil for a season. Then yeah, deal with it. And your castmates can all deal with it too. Um, he's like, we all make mistakes and we're all just people. I mean, that's always somebody who fucks up really bad and doesn't really take real accountability. That's, that's, that's their poster that they have, that they hang out. The non-accountability people have a poster on their front door that says, we all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. That's their poster, just so you know. Um, there's also a blind from Dumois about Greg and Sandy at the bar. Listen, I have no idea if this is true or if this is a fact, but it's just entertaining. So I wanted to share it with you. So it says, so I just left Schwartz and Sandy's. This is the person who sent it to Dumois. Um taking my friend's Bravo fanatic stepmom there. Greg, the co-owner, was there spilling the tea. He has banned Sandoval from the bar. He read us the contract he refused to sign for filming, even though Lisa reached out to him asking him to for the season. And Bethany reached out to him. I would actually love if Greg did an interview with Bethany. Sorry, I just hit my tea mug. Um, just for like sheer entertainment. But, I mean, I want to hear what Greg has to say. I really do. I really, really want to hear what he has to say. 
Um, but I don't know. Sandoval being banned from the bar. Yeah, that tracks. I could see that. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get some answers during the season. Um, Sandoval was also spotted with Lika Osipova. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, she tagged her post with him in it with the official VPR Instagram and Tom. She tagged as well um, in her caption. And she's like a singer, an actress. So obviously she's doing this for press. You know, they're not getting married. I doubt, I don't think this is like the woman he's settling down with, but she's obviously just trying to get some kind of press and get her name out there clearly because I had no idea who she was until this. Uh, but I don't know, maybe she is someone people know. I Googled her. I'd never heard of any of her stuff. So, but again, maybe I'm old. I don't know. Okay, so... Let's talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills adjacent news. So Mauricio is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. We know that. Um, but there was a paparazzi video. So basically TMZ tracked him down. And they're like, hey, Mauricio, how's it going? You know, whatever. They're they're buttering him up a bit. And he's coming. It looks like he's coming out of a something, a rehearsal, maybe whatever, with his with his dance partner. And they ask him, like, do you think... Kyle Richards is going to come to your live show. And he's like, yeah, I think she will, whatever. And then they're like, and then this interview has some guts, okay? This interviewer, she's like, what about Morgan Wade? Is she going to come to the live show? And he's like, you can tell he's caught a little off guard by the question. But, you know, Mauricio's a pro at this. He's He's been in this game a long time. Um, And basically, he's like, He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, she might. Yeah, like she's, you know, she, she's our friend. We really like her. And, you know, and like gives like a complete, you know, PR political type of answer, which again, like he's giving that answer so that people, so that he doesn't confirm that, yeah, this is the woman that like my wife left me for. Um, so he gives it like, you know, He's furthering the narrative that she is their friend and that Kyle is just doing, producing a documentary or whatever that bullshit narrative is that they're trying to put out, which we all know is fake. Um, but he does handle it well. And my God, it's hilarious. So if you have time, go look it up. Um, Kyle and Morgan, on the other hand, were photographed in Paris at a cafe. This does not look like one of those setup ones. Um, and they were, you know, canoodling. Canoodling is such a funny word. And and it's it's a funny word and it's like really commonly used. Anyways, so they're like, you know, canoodling in Paris, which a lot of us predicted. Um, content creators had, you know, been posting that it, you know, because Kyle had an, one of her lives that she was going to go to Paris in the fall. And then people looked it up and saw that Morgan was performing there. And then surprise, there they are. Um, and then Mauricio made a statement about their relationship as well recently, where basically he said, um, you know, we're hanging in there. We're working through all of our things, which everybody knows about. And we're just taking it day by day. I can tell you we are both happy. Yeah, you're both happy because you're not together anymore. Like, can we, like I don't understand why they don't just admit this. It's so painfully obvious. And what's frustrating is that it's just annoying me at this point because it's like, do you guys really think that we are all this stupid? 
if you don't want to be together, don't be together. Like you made it like 20 plus years, which is an accomplishment in Beverly Hills and Hollywood, a big accomplishment. You know, you have four like beautiful daughters who seem like they're doing well and are happy girls. You've been successful in your careers and you can still be friends and co-parent. Like, I don't like you don't have to keep up this like facade. People get divorced all the time, especially in the housewives world. Like, it's just like and it's not like I don't like Marisa. He's a real estate agent. He's not running for political office. Like, this isn't going to destroy his career. <laughs> like, clearly, the rumors are out and he's on Dancing with the Stars. So, you know, I think it's all good. Um, anyways, Kyle's daughter, uh, uh, Farah, has confirmed her split from her fiancé, by the way, Alex Mano. So, a few weeks ago on one of my Bravo News uh, stories, I talked about all the rumors and people suspecting that. It was pretty obvious. Um, but, anyways, it's just been confirmed. So, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, And Tom Girardi's trial is ongoing. And a little interesting tidbit here is that prosecutors are actually using a clip from two teas in a pod that where Erica was interviewed to prove that he remembers Erica and that he might be faking this whole like um, Alzheimer's claim. Because, okay, so basically, which a lot of us have suspected that he was using that as an excuse, um, but pretty much the defense says that he has no reconciliation of third wife Erica Jane, but the prosecution doesn't believe that, okay? Because on two teas in a pod, Erica said that he calls her every day and even asked her about uh, Beverly Hills cast trip um, and how her Vegas show is going. So, yeah. So the defense saying that Tom cannot retain new memories, uh, I don't think that's going to fly. Apparently also Tom Girardi told one of the prosecutors to fuck off during the trial. So just a little, I don't know, in case you needed a laugh. <laughs> um, Southern Charm premiered and it was good. Whew. Usually Southern Charm is not like one of my favorites. Like if I had to rate the Bravo shows, like all of them, including Housewives from like my favorite to least, it would be towards the bottom only because like the last few seasons have been very meh. Um, And yeah, I don't know. A lot of other reasons. But anyways, the season premiere was good. Okay. It was very good. And the preview trailer for the season looks amazing. So I'll give them their props when they deserve it. Um, It looks like it's going to be a mess. I finished watching the premiere today. And, oh, my God, Taylor is so annoying. Oh, I can't. Okay. I mean, like, the guys are annoying, too, of course. But the way that if you watched it already, if you didn't, spoiler alert, pause it, go watch it, come back, or come back whenever you're done watching it. Um. I mean, like, Taylor really just co-ops the whole engagement party. I don't know if that's the right word. Taylor really just takes it over with her freak out. I don't know if it's like she was drinking too much or what, but, you know, so I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt. Like, maybe she just had too many cocktails, but she kind of acted this way at the reunion, too. Like, 
she she's kind of like lives in this world of delusion. This is what I'm getting from her. She lives in this world of delusion that everyone in the world around her is as hurt by Shep's actions as she is. Like, yeah, people can empathize with you to a point, but people also, they have their own lives. They have their own shit going on. They move along. They're not thinking about you and Shep all day, all night, right? Like, yeah, they'll be there for you, but there's also comes to a point where it's like, move on. Like, you got to move on from it. You can get over it emotionally in your own time. That's fine. But in terms of like the amount that you talk about it, and I'm sure we've all been in that position where we've been so annoyed with someone or so hurt by someone that we won't shut the fuck up about it. And eventually our friends or family are like, okay, maybe go see a therapist or just like stop talking about this because you're driving all of us crazy. Um, Like seriously. And on top of that, the weirdest thing is that she expects... Craig to like to be on her side it's just weird like it's like Craig is not he's Shep's friend you're Shep's girlfriend it's not like you guys were all in this friend group together for the last 20 years like you're new like he doesn't have any loyalty to you and it was night and and I mean this is why I'm really mad at Taylor because she made me take Craig's side which I hate doing Um, But Craig was right. Like he, like if anything, he already went above and beyond by stopping Shep, I guess, from going further with with the girl at the bar that he was kissing or whatever. Um, So I don't know, like the fact that she's like yelling at Craig, it's kind of like, I don't know if it's just her own delusion or if she's just really trying for a camera moment. And I tweeted this out, but I'm getting serious like Raquel vibes from Taylor. And I don't mean like they're the same person, everything's exactly the same. But what I mean is that I'm sensing a little bit of that like camera reality TV thirst. Okay, for example, giving the vibrator to Madison at the party, that was 100% done for camera time because she knew, you know that if you do that, which is obviously the wrong time and place, like you can give a vibrator at a bachelorette but not at like a fancy engagement party in the South is the impression I get. I don't live in the South, but that's the impression I get. Um, And it's like bright green. (laughs) So she knew that would get filmed. She knew it. So like, I don't know, that's just a little thirsty to me. And then all this. And then the other thing, like, I, I think she's like Raquel in that she's extremely in that she's she comes off as sweet but she's much more calculated than I think anyone gives her credit for, okay? Because that vibrator move was also her answer to calling women whores at the reunion last year, right? So now she's trying to give the vibrator, look, I'm sex positive. I don't think women who like sex are whores. I use vibrators. I'm modern, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's too late for that now, in my opinion. Anyways, It's just, I don't know. And then this whole thing, like, we know she most likely made out with Austin, even though Olivia's, like, her bestie. So, yeah, it's giving Raquel vibes, big time. Obviously not on as much of an extreme level, but it's, it's, it's close. So, 
Paige also commented on the because then Taylor was like, "What about your girlfriend cheating on, cheating on you?" Right? Because she was talking about like, um, I guess I guess there's a rumor that Paige cheated on Craig. I'd never heard this rumor, but anyways, um, somebody commented though, and was like, "Listen, we all know Paige Paige is too lazy to cheat." Like, which. <laughs> That's just so accurate. And then Paige replied and was like, oh my God, I'm dying or something like that, which I mean, that does kind of track. Like, I just really can't see Paige putting that effort in. Yeah, I can't see it. I like, listen, I am not a Paige fan by any stretch. Anyone who knows my account, my whatever, knows I'm not a Paige fan. Do I think Paige cheated on Craig? I really don't think so. I don't. Anyways, that's all I can say. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. You never know. I mean, I never thought Tom Sandoval would cheat with Raquel and it happened. So you never know. Bravo Papers, Bravo Weekly News, Monday, September 15th. Where are we? Okay. Salt Lake City. Jen Shaw is in prison, as we all know, and she has bonded with Elizabeth Holmes. This is the least surprising news ever. Um, People are like freaking out about it, though. And like, yes, Queens, it's hilarious. They're, you know, doing the most iconic scams. Like, you know, people are making jokes about it, which is fine. I think we should joke about it. Um, I think the reason, because I see some people who are like, oh, Jen Shaw is like disgusting and we shouldn't be like celebrating her. I don't think people are celebrating her, even though it seems like it. I'm going to explain what I think. I think we like to have a Bravo connection to every aspect of life. Like, we were so excited when Scandaval was, like, in the New York Times and on CNN. Or when there's, like, some, like, true crime thing and then somehow, like, a Bravo celebrity is, like, connected to it. Or, like, you know, we're like, oh, my God, everything connects back to Bravo. Like, that's, like, a common tweet and thing that people say. So I think, like, Jen Shaw is just kind of, like, our Bravo representative in jail. <laughs> so... Yeah, I think like we're just like, oh, yeah, Bravo has, you know, we had Teresa, but, you know, she's been out for a while. We need a new one. It's like we've got a Bravo connection to, you know, the prison system. She's our like our criminal <laughs> that we can make criminal jokes about. So that's why it's almost like she's bringing the housewives to prison. Like apparently she has like some workout class that Elizabeth Holmes attends called like Shaw Amazing Abs. Like it's funny. What Jen did was not funny, nor am I a Jen Shaw fan at all. I can't stand her, but we like to have our Bravo connections, okay? We just do. Let's admit it. Um, in Miami news, uh, Lenny Hotstein continues to be garbage, but let me give you a little bit more context. Um, basically, he had a post where he was like, homemade pizza, Hotstein style, with a little pizza, Special thanks to Master Chef, and then he tagged his uh, girlfriend and or fiance, whatever. And then it's like him and his kids in the in the kitchen. Um, now Lisa posts. Okay, so Lisa responds and she says, "I'm betting they do this out of spite. Lenny rarely posts on Instagram. It's a game." Uh, trying very hard to taunt me with the home I helped build and design, the place I uh, the place I raised my kids in. I only moved out a week ago, and they moved in the same day or day after. 
I'm sure that didn't confuse my kids at all. Another few things I will point out is the car she shows off in was mine to drive. What woman would go this far to taunt the current wife and mother when I've done nothing to her? The desperate Instagram page that was made for the Hotstein Halloween ball has photos of them looking like a couple from 2020. That's true. I saw it, by the way. I see no empathy or compassion. That house definitely doesn't look cleaned out. The lies are out of control, and I will continue to defend myself until the end. Okay. Um, And then, like, people were, like, responding, being like, basically, you're an asshole to Lenny. And somebody was like, I'm glad you're happy, but I can't help to feel bad for Lisa. This must be so painful for her. And he replied, and he's like, you're right. Seeing me happy has always been painful for her. Like, shut up. Like, how he's such a jerk. Um, the other thing is that what she's referring to, by the way, is like he claims that when so Lisa moved out, obviously, and he claims that like she took everything. Like he was like, you know, what kind of woman does this? She took everything out of the house and blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, all she left me with was a mattress and a fork, <laughs> which if she did that, then yeah, you deserved it you left her for this other woman who you've clearly been cheating on her with and then you've been acting like a jerk ever since and like and and now you're engaged to this woman and your mom is like talking shit on social media like she deserves to take everything i hope she took everything like i hope she took the forks and spoons and toilet paper and light bulbs like <laughs> anyways so somebody else commented and was like looks like you were left with more than just a mattress and fork um and he's like you may not be aware of this but it's possible to go out and buy things that had to be replaced but it's like come on give me a break and if it's so easy for you to buy things to go out and replace them then why are you complaining you got the house let her take the stuff you can go replace stuff clearly you're buying freaking ginormous diamond rings for your fiance you can afford to go buy new forks okay anyways so yeah lenny's trash um also congratulations to gertie she had her last round of chemo she does have to start radiation but anyone who's been through chemo and i got a lot of messages of people saying this you know like gertie said it's going to be much easier than what she just went through Um, so she's so happy to be done chemo. She posted like a story of her, like ringing the bell and everyone was cheering and she was crying. It was so heartwarming. And I wanted to talk about this today because, um, you know, I share Gertie's stories now and then, like, you know, especially when she does like an update and I can't remember what the context was, but like, she just like replied to one and was like, thanks for sharing. I think something like that. And I replied back to her and I just said, that, you know, how thankful everyone is that, you know, she's raising awareness, um, showing her journey, which that's not an easy thing to do. You know, you know, my mom had breast cancer. She's a survivor as well. So I was really just, you know, and I told her that and I just told her like, you know, that it means a lot to see her sharing all that and that everyone appreciates it. And, uh, and she replied, which was really nice of her and just said, you know, it's been rough and that's it. You know, it's been rough and kind of like, you know, thanks for the kind words. Um, and like Gertie's just like a good person, honestly, 
we don't get that many of them on, on Housewives. She's just like a good person and I just wish her all the best. I hope her radiation, I hope it goes well. I hope it flies by for her and that she's feeling back to normal in no time and she looks really hot with no hair and her husband's really hot also. So just to focus on some of the good things in life. So we love us some Gertie. Can't wait to see more of her next season. Okay, last thing for today before we wrap up is that Vicki Gunvalson was awarded the Wifetime Achievement Award from Andy. Um, she definitely deserves it, whether you like her or not. Like, she's not, like, my favorite housewife. Um, but I give, you know, Vicky her, whatever, credit, okay? She is, like, the original OG, and... I think she's the one who kind of start, like, she really made Housewives go from the show. A lot of people credit Tamara for this, including me. I've done this in the past for taking Housewives to another level in terms of it being more about the friendship group dynamics of the women than just a reality show about, like, the women at home and their lives with their families. But if we really want to get into the intricacies... If you go back there before Tamara's on the show, okay, the first real conflict between two housewives that is not related to like their own family life, that's just the dynamics of the women is Vicky and Gina Keogh, okay? Because Vicky has, I guess, one of Gina Keogh's, I, I can't really remember. I'd have to go back and look it up. But basically, it's like someone that Gina Keogh is friends with is living in Vicky's home. Like, I guess she has a home and she's like renting it out. Anyways, Vicky's having issues with this guy, the tenant, and is, you know, mad at Gina. And on top of that, I guess Vicky wants to sell it and feels like, Gina, like as her real estate person, is not doing what's best for Vicky financially. And they get into it. And there's a scene of them like in a car together arguing about it. And Vicky's the one who really like brings it up and kind of spearheads this drama on camera. So, I mean, she did kind of like lay the groundwork and we see that. And then I think it's like the next season, maybe, where Tamara comes um, or soon after so I feel like, you know, the she laid the groundwork, right? And then Tamara is the one who really took it to the next level with the, did you go to Bass Lake? Um, so she certainly deserves it. And like, yeah, did she go nuts towards the end? And did she get, think she was like bigger than the show and ego and all? Yeah, absolutely. But that's why she's a housewife. A lot of them do that. Um, we don't want well-adjusted people who don't think much of themselves. A good housewife thinks a lot of themselves. <laughs> and yeah, it can get to be too much, but I think, you know, making her a friend of was good for her and ha giving her that little break. I think it was good for her. I'm hearing rumors that the reason she's getting the Lifetime Achievement Award is, well, c because they think she deserves it, the first one. Um, but I also heard that they're going to give it to her at BravoCon and also announce that she'll be asked back full time, which, again, that's just a rumor. I'm not sure if I believe it, though, only because watching this season is, I don't know. 
She hasn't been in it that much, even as a friend of. However, she's been much more entertaining than Taylor, who was a big flop as a friend of, in my opinion. I never thought Taylor was a good housewife, if I'm going to be honest. Like, a lot of people were, like, excited about her as the friend of. Like, I was willing to give her a chance on OC. I didn't really like her on Beverly Hills. Like, she had a couple moments, but they were mostly because of other people. <laughs> like, her, like, really, like, entertaining moments were, like, because of Kim Richards and Camille. Mostly. Um, and then the other reason, yeah, she brought a very obviously, you know, intense storyline with her ex, her abusive ex. So obviously that was like a big deal at that time. But I'm just saying like her on her own, her personality, her uh, charisma, I don't think she has that much of it. Like, I think she's a little bit like, wah, wah. so yeah. All right. So that is your Bravo Weekly News for Monday, September 18th. And you are now in the know for everything Bravo. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, share, tell a friend, all that good stuff. And I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend or a hundred friends, whatever you want. You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers or for my Twitter roundups, follow at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox for some much needed caffeine support. And until next time, keep overanalyzing Bravo.